0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. I'm Ben Trueblood. This is one of those episodes where the whole gang is here. So we've got producer Nathan. What's up? We've got Chad. Hey. And Zach. We're in the garage. In the garage, from the garage. I-, I would love it if people could see Chad right now because his <laughs> he's got this spotlight-like what is that even called? A back.
1: He's about to perform a one-man like show it. after the, the conclusion of this episode. Like, yeah. he's about to break so the multiple it's like a, characters. It's like yeah. a very vignette. Perfect. As, yeah.
0: Perfectly, perfectly round spotlight situation. Yeah. Ken Burns Softhead, would yeah. be proud.
2: I'm on center stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Chad, you had an idea. Uh, yes. Just before we we pressed record here, that I think is worth a little exploration.
2: So here's the deal. Zach and I have often, uh, we've, we've joked that like uh, somewhere in the world, there's like a bizarro version of ourself, right? So it's like, um, this is not like. Uh, you know, a better you or a worse you. Or even like a
1: backup job you. Like if if right. I'm doing now didn't work out, I would just pick this up. This is like you in an alternate universe.
2: Yes. So it, it's kind of have some of the characteristics that make sense uh, like that you're there, um, but like also just kind of a little bit left field. Right. Okay. So um, the question then for today is, For each of us, and we need to answer for each other. For each other, like answer for yourself. What is the occupation of the bizarro version of each other? Wow. Mm. So so we we've actually met
1: Chad's in person. That's where this kind of starts (laughs) for us. Like there there is a man in a city in Oklahoma who's running a cash-only collectible. Uh, trading card shop, and so he he's a a, a large gentleman uh, with strong opinions, uh, <laughs> and he has a store that will sell you, exchange with you for any collectible card game, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Magic the Gathering, otherwise, or sports card memor- memorabilia, yes, uh, for cash only. It's such a cash only business that he actually has his own ATM in the tiny storefront. Like it's like the only piece of technological equipment in the thing. He has like a TV running with old Western movies and then he's got his laptop with his inventory and then an ATM up front. And it's just piles and stacks of some kind of like eBay online kind of situation. Uh, he's got great prices. He's really knowledgeable. And the longer you hang out there, the more wild the conspiracies get. And so <laughs> it, it, it's a real special version of Chad. He's the kind of guy that like doesn't mess around with cups Because when you buy a two liter or three liter of Diet Mountain Dew, why would you have a cup to slow you down when you can just chug that bad boy straight out the bottle?
2: Well, it's already in a container, right? (laughs) Why would I move it from a bottle to a cup? I'm just going to drink it. You're just moving it from different containers. I mean, you're not planning on sharing that with me. This is my my Mountain Dew. I wrote my name on it. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. So this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everybody else is buying 20 ounces, he's buying by the liter, the litre with cash, <laughs> I assume. With, 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 obviously, obviously. <laughs> Dude,
2: owning your own business and then having your ATM machine inside of it? Inside the business. That's a great that's a great business move. It's money,
0: it's a hand over fist. That's right. He's getting on the fees and the cash transactions. Does I wonder if he fills it with his with his own cash, like it's his, it's not operated by a bank, like it's his. It's, a, it's an it's an off grid ATM. Holy smoke!
2: I don't want to point fingers, nor like point a felony on anyone. But if you were to also tell me that that wasn't also a front for some laundering scheme, it would not surprise me at all. So. Yeah
1: so that's chads
2: you have that's,
1: that's, that really because we met him and i looked at chad and i was like this is you if things went very differently in your life and that's what we were like i wonder if that's true of every person and so we've kind of made it a game ever since because it was it was one of those it's this man is not chad but there were some characteristics that were like you know if this is a comic book universe this is the one
0: that's like the enemy chad on the other plane yeah yeah I do like this game like this is this is a good thing to play small group yes like you with your friends this is a good I know you well yeah yeah so uh, Chad you obviously have thoughts about I believe that you have put in time to think about this yes
2: Um, I'll start with Zach (laughs) You you have everybody Oh yeah! <laughs> this is how yeah. we're written down in his journal
1: as our Bizarro characters. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I think I think Zach. Um, I think Zach. What is the name of the place? Zach 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 runs his own like. You know the, those like shops that have weird gadgets that no one really needs like a brookstone yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the mall where? yeah like Zach running a brookstone <laughs> Yeah, like where am I gonna go to get like Wi-Fi ice cubes or something like that? <laughs> I, I can see like that. a spy shop? <laughs> no,
1: no. no. Just no. tiny microphones,
2: just all the tiny microphones you might need. No, the idea that I could go to you to get like a four thousand dollar massage chair, like that's the delivery. I, I just feel like that's that's where you're working at. Okay. But you like a sharper
1: only. image, a sharper image, Zach. You just you didn't know you needed it, but like when you see it in action,
2: you kind of want it. <laughs> yeah, but but like the the store's well put together. It's very well marketed. Um, a lot of bags. A lot of like
1: a lot of bags. <laughs> a lot of, of jetpack bags. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What what, what, what a are lot you guys in Are you guys
2: tracking with that for Zach, or you have something else for working?
0: Um, man, I was trying to think of this. See, it's like this is a game that y'all have played. It, it's one that you you've obviously put time. So I was sitting here thinking, where would I put Zach? Uh, and I I I have Zach some type of speaking situation, like he's okay. he's on a circuit, uh, more in the. Timeshare. No, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like a very niche topic that oh, Zach amazing. has become the absolute expert on. Mm. And he's he's traveling and he's motivating people oh, nice. in this like in this very fully explored niche thing. Mm. Like almost like the Tony Robbins style. Mm. That's high praise. I'm out here, but there's a yeah. I was I I'm having trouble thinking of what topic that would be. How to pack a bag, How
1: dude. Yeah, a just the bag. guy that's travel feels like um, only
3: go bags. Like
1: I was really afraid Ben was going to say auctioneer, and like that is uh, yeah.
2: See, I think it's something like dating advice for nerds. Like he's developed some sort of like system. Yeah yeah like like enneagram type thing but it's like marvel related and it like oh, explains mm. your like dating style
0: or something nice. like that the algorithm is based on comic book
3: right right are you Tony Stark or more Captain America right like you show love like Thor (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: five love languages but as told through Marvel characters oh man
3: (laughs) see I had I had I had Chad as a speaking one too but I had Chad as like the leader of like a, a ridiculous cold. MLM, like multi level marketing scheme. Oh. Right? You're just on stage, like, because you got that charisma, you got that, that funniness, like telling jokes, but just getting people bought into whatever it is. Like, you know, you're at the resort centers, like getting people in on these things.
2: I have I'll be point. honest, I think I could sell a lot of essential oils. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right.
1: Dude, ladies love you. I mean, we saw it etched. Like the there there is a there is a market for ladies in their like like late 50s that are just ready to you know chomp on every word. So dude, I
2: I can I can I uh score well in the 65 plus women. Dress that up
0: and sell it, baby. I had uh I had Chad as a children's book author.
2: Oh now, oh, now cool. we're talking. That may actually not be bizarro, Chad. That just may be something I do here in That's a few just years. Older Chad. The adventures Chad. the adventures of Mac and Chad. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that dog that i loathe will not be in my books
0: <laughs> but you could have it to where like stuff's always happening to the dog Dog, okay. the dog's always in a
2: near-death experience so, <laughs> side note my dog gets out of our yard last night as we're trying to go to bed and is in the neighbor's yard and will not come back to us <laughs> and it's just like having the time of his life meanwhile it's 28 degrees i'm out there in my slippers and shorts yelling just at this all dog. Around the dog yeah. hmm.
0: mac you get back here the cone didn't keep it keep it in the yard <laughs> It's a donut-free
2: zone. He squeezed through the cone.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Chad mentioned
1: this morning he had one for you, Ben. So I don't, don't want to give Ben's away. I've got, because I think Chad's got one already re- ready and loaded in the tank.
2: Okay, so uh, I don't know why this one sticks out. I feel like I Ben, I feel like Bizarro Ben owns like, sketchy used car lot like
1: <laughs> like, and like a not shop. just shop. no no what no, no there's no. only like 15 cars at a time there's a lot of turnover but it's not a large
2: car lot there's just a lot of activity but you own like multiple around the city right like they're connected um <clears throat> but it, yeah it's like it's the one that's got like the banner that's like no credit that's fine <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I had been
1: pegged as the owner of a chain of stores that you were dubious of their existence like the water mattress waterbed king of the southeast
2: <laughs> it's
1: a thing like it's a whole thing and it's like yeah man it's like you're driving that selling those where and it's just or it's like a, like a, like a chain of really seedy like gas stations where you're like bro I don't know about all that and you're like no man it's fine and so it's just there's a real disconnect yeah there's How like, many
2: people in the United States do you think still sleep on a waterbed?
1: I don't know, but they're all his customers, not so it's fine. En- not yeah, enough, it's fine.
0: Yeah, man. I, there's a there's a theme of corruption there. Yeah.
1: No, he's all. I just
2: oh man. No, well, you I think just, you gotta a, spin I, it the I right think, way. I think you like anytime you start talking Bizarro. I think that's why a lot of these get put in our head because when you hear Bizarro specifically because of the work that we all do. And I've worked in the church for so long. I mean, hopefully the opposite of all of our, you know, <laughs> is a of what evil. we do is a corrupt, right? Um, so yeah. All right. So I, I'm, go ahead. I'm looking up, I'm looking up how many waterbeds are in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> While you do that, fact Check, checker.
0: I've got one for Nathan. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I want to hear right. uh train conductor.
3: Ooh. <laughs> Okay. Is what I is what okay. the first <laughs>
0: thing that came into my mind for Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, what, it's still it's
1: still the thread of the whistle, right? The whistle right. still matters. That's, That's right.
0: Well, it's like you got to be on time. A lot of yeah. sit, a Lot of stuff. Yeah. Go, a mm-hmm. lot of moving yeah. parts in a train engineer, an authority role. Yep, just out there, just just
3: conducting. But just conducting. <laughs> Just running fast on preset tracks.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. See?
3: <laughs> well, I think that's good. That, that is
0: perfect,
2: good. dude. The waterbed, or the the train conductor thing is absolutely perfect. <laughs> Solid. Do you,
0: do you have an update on current waterbed stats uh, in America? I'm,
2: you know, this is a statistic that there's not a lot of people doing research on. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me a moment. What's
0: the name of the research company that puts out like the snack stuff
2: Piper Sandler. Yeah. They're Piper Sandler needs to Sandler on waterbed. I'm trying not to click on any link. that's like inappropriate either of just, or an ad. ad
3: Did, uh, your Instagram feed is already all waterbed ads already growing
0: up. Did you guys have friends that had waterbeds that you were like, man, that's so amazing. Because it My used to be considered
1: like
3: a luxury
0: yeah. item. It was it was
1: Primo back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Chad's feverishly. <laughs>
1: he's trying to look and find. for
0: this. Waterbeds do have a certain connotation though mm-hmm. now that I don't think was there like as kids.
3: I think we Yeah, also, you get older and you learn things. I think the so. science has progressed and we just have better mattresses too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So maybe. was the science of a waterbed like it didn't put pressure on your joints? Like is that the re- like, like floating? The reason why my, we had these my things?
3: guess that my guess form fitting. You know, like the all the mattress toppers now that like you know whatever mold to your yeah. mold to you whatever kind of a deal. I don't know. This is a probably a made up step. I don't know if they were great for your back. I feel like they wouldn't be.
1: Well, there's no support, know. which yeah. is maybe the point. Yeah, right. I may have just. I just remember it up. was I mean, it, it this the Edward good. Scissorhands moment from the movie when he like slashed through it and popped holes everywhere. <laughs> right, that, yeah. that that is yeah. like the like frozen memory of like what waterbeds were when I was a kid.
0: I am in the market for a mattress. So like, see Casper, see? like if Casper people, if you're listening and you want to sponsor the podcast and we could talk about you and you can send us Sava. all three mattresses. Like yeah, there we go. Casper Purple Satva, we're here for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I,
1: I had Nathan, I had Nathan managing a nursery um, of a variety of kinds okay. of plant.
2: Okay. 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 Not like a child nursery. No. I mean, it's just, it's just around my forty kids. He's like, nah, it's bad. A bizarre like world, Nathan, though, in a nursery, I could see that. And, like, he only wears tie-dye shirts. <laughs> right. Mm. T-
3: tie-dye, he's real crunchy. Like, he eats <laughs> granola for lunch and breakfast. Yeah. Man, that's, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I did grow up in Boy Scouts. I do see? know a lot about plants. A lot about plants. He's real tan, right? Maybe he wears overalls in the summer. I was a like, reg management major for a while and had to take, oh, what was that class called? agriculture and landscaping something in rec management it's how you plant the right kind of bushes to keep people off your property basically so, see <laughs> a little bit of like summer camp experience there he's
1: wearing yeah. tivas
0: all the time like this is the it's the nursery though that has like the back room of the really rare plants yes you know? yeah yeah like
1: the bonsai trees mm-hmm, that yes. the people that
0: go there know a thing or two
1: yeah right yeah right yeah, this this isn't just like the the sunflower, whatever, like uh, uh, that are on the corner out in front of like a burger or whatever. Like This is like exclusive, like people gotta know stuff. Chad's still researching, I love it if so you guys, much. Guys,
2: I cannot find it. There there <laughs> it are a few places s- still fi- selling water beds. That's because Bizarro Ben shut them all out, man. Like this is like, it's a- <laughs> it's
1: You can't have a monopoly market. by publishing your stats. That's true. <laughs>
2: Okay, the the next very important thing that I would want to talk about is this. Camping. What are your guys' thoughts? Now, Nathan, you brought up you were a Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on camping? I I need to know that, like, true feelings about camping from you guys.
3: For me, I love camping. There's multiple kinds of camping, and I kind of like them all. But you got to be in the mood and the mindset for them. So, What's your
2: favorite kind of camping?
3: Ease of camping, like... In a camper, like the the rain okay. on a camper roof in mm-hmm. like the spring or the fall is great. Weather perfect. Um, but I mean, I like a good tent camp too. Like if you're going to hike a really good scenery and you got to pack it all in, uh, it's a lot more excruciating, you know, that kind of a deal. But that's fun too. I've done quite a bit of winter camping. That's not as fun because I don't like being cold, but you know. Just going out there and freezing? Good, good gear. Yeah, we used to do a winter camp in Scouts every year and we would play capture the flag over the whole entire boy scout reservation that we were at with our troop. So it'd be like a 50 versus 50 person capture the flag across probably 50, 60, 70 acres. That was fan. It was all day event. It's fantastic.
0: So when you play capture the flag that way, there is a person who decides to go as slow as possible. The longest route as possible, thinking that they're never going to be seen. Yeah. And the game ends and they're like halfway to the other person's flag. Yep. That they, yep. they just yeah they take we, forever.
3: We had to use like the mess hall. Like I don't remember if it was a whistle or bell or something to signify the game was over. Come back
0: because it yeah. would be
3: just out there for right forever. Yeah, for sure. They'd
0: spend the first two hours building a ghillie suit and then <laughs> they stuff. <started>. I do. <laughs> I do start. like a good
3: ghillie suit though. <laughs> Man, I have army crawled many a mile <laughs> in my day oh, in the gosh. scouting scouting days.
0: Man, I like. I like to camp. I don't want to camp around other people. Okay. I would like like the group that's going camping together are the only people that I, that I want there. I don't want to wake up. No KOA
3: campground. No. With activities going on all day. No, that's not. I don't want just to go to
0: the bunk house and brush my teeth next right. to... Somebody from the RV two spots over like or whatever like i I just want to camp with the people that I went
3: with yeah that's fair for sure which
0: is
1: another special subset of people uh, so to invoke some father work and wisdom like he has a lot of folks that he's talked about as I like him or I like her, but I wouldn't go camping with them mm. like it's another tier of friendship of like you know someone that's fine to have dinner with. But to go camping with someone, that's a special subset
0: of friends. Yeah, it is. I I think uh, there's something special about camping and cooking food that makes it taste better than if you just cook. Like you can have scrambled Mm. eggs and bacon at home and it's all right. But if you do it camping, Mm -hmm. it's a 100 times better. Yeah. There's a camping multiplier, I think, for the success of being able to do it. Just pulling it off out in the wild. Chad, I'm guessing that you're not, the, you don't like camping.
2: Yeah, you guys are talking about experiences that I've just have never experienced. <laughs> have like you been camping? Now, I have been camping and it has never turned out well. <laughs> uh, you know, camping for me is like a Holiday in Express. That's kind of the bottom level camping that I like to do like like
1: camping car camping hotel
2: camping outdoor
1: entry hotel is the lowest level of it yeah (laughs) the door opens to
2: nature that's camping (laughs) that is that's camping um you know i i i well nathan brought it up like i think i think i i would definitely be down for like the but i don't think of that as camping for some reason that's just like Especially like some of those are like luxury. Like if you're spending over $100,000 for a camping rig, that's just, that's a house. That's a tenement on wheels. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Easier to move around. Mobile hotel room. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So like that, that feeling of waking up after you've slept on the ground. Like there's no egg multiplier that makes that <laughs> worth it, for me.
3: but there is an egg lower back pain that compared helps to you the. Have so much pain. You got to get the blow up mattress that goes with yeah, it. Yeah, that's right, or it's a cot that raises you off the ground. Yeah, a few but then
2: buddy, the time you, guys, guess,
3: you, guys so you guys are all that my, He's
2: back at home on his bed. Right, you're just yeah. talking about levels to get back where I'm not camping.
3: Right, that's the thing about <laughs> camping is it's a direct correlation. The more money you spend, the more comfortable you'll be comfortable you'll be
0: how do you feel right. without a hammock are you sleeping like just with a mm. hammock and a cover has anybody ever engaged i've done it once yeah that, that's how we time. that's
1: how we did it we went to cambodia a couple times uh that was it was it was we were in like on the porch of a house but there was not like a lot of like bedroom space so we were all just like strung up on
0: different Eno hammocks around the rafters now cambodia is a whole other level of camping Than Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here at, you know, down by old Hickory Lake. (laughs) Yeah. So I have some statistics for you. Then I have a I have a question. By 1984, the heyday of waterbeds. Yes, we're back at it. It was a two billion dollar business
3: in 84 and
0: 22 percent of all mattress sales in the United States in 1987 were waterbeds. It's perfect. So water beds lasted uh, uh, you know given that you don't puncture them 10 to 15 years so they last longer than today's standard mattress of seven to ten years. How about I didn't know that the lifespan of your mattress today is seven to ten years that's, yeah I
2: don't feel like that's very long for a mattress
0: I don't either yeah, like uh, but don real. 25 and 30 million waterbeds purchased over the 20-year heyday of waterbeds. Wow. So my question to you is this. If waterbeds, 20-year heyday, the most popular, th- like $2 billion industry, amazing, and then fell off the face of the earth. Right. What is the student ministry waterbed?
2: Oh. Mm.
0: That's a great question.
1: The thing that was in the
0: heyday of. Hey, it had its heyday. It worked. It was amazing. And now if you show up doing that, it's like, whoa, that's. Palette like, wall. Like, if you met somebody and you went over to their house and they're show, they're giving you the tour and they're like, here's my waterbed. You're thinking, well, that's weird. Yeah, no, well, it's not weird. It's
1: definitely like dated, right? Like, it's like, bro, I got a waterbed. And you're like, is your walls painted yellow also like yeah, yeah
3: it's May- oh oh is it the well this will also date it too but is it been from one of your stories that you tell sometimes the cd bonfire but is it the bonfire of bonfire oh, of burning, burning of secular burning things of sins, burning kind of secu- yeah
1: 2022 if you're still burning secular well, the problem with the burning of secular things in 2022 is nobody has any like artifacts
0: left
3: like what do you burn I guess you're just yeah. dragging Your stuff into the recycle bin right
0: yeah well you're yeah back in the day like what Nathan's talking about is when I was a student there was this whole thing around like secular music and like bring it up to the, the church and we're gonna all throw it away and there's this giant box with all of us bringing our our music and putting it in the box because it was sin, all right. So that's a whole different podcast episode. But uh, yeah, now to Zach's point, it would be like you'd just throw your phone in there because no, you don't. There aren't as like physical right record like CDs or tapes that you could throw in.
2: There, there are definitely like and decoration things of student ministry that i think are probably the waterbed that we've already even seen kind of come and go like there was a there was a period of time where like construction or industrial kind of look mm, the yes. corrugated yep.
1: metal look yeah you know, yep. chain link there? everywhere
2: um then there was like the th- probably four year period of time that like Everyone was building everything out of pallets mm-hmm. um, and then shiplap. Yeah, there's well, somebody was, out everybody there. did
0: pallets
1: first because it yeah, was rough wood and free wood, and then they were like, we spend a little bit. So like 2015 was was pallets, and then 2017 was shiplap. Yeah. So now everything is coroplast because you're just cutting white pieces of foam yeah. paper into the right shapes.
0: I think the industrial look is a good shout though as the student as the water bed equivalent
1: yeah if, you, if you've got a chain link wall in 2022 that you just put up you did just buy a new waterbed. Yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah. that's it yeah if you've got a chain link wall people are close pinning encouragement to that is the the 1984 <laughs> equivalent but it may but, be coming back around my god I, i'm not saying that it couldn't i'm just but water beds could too so i just
0: uh <laughs> Close and the 90s are started. back 80s or not you know so how many did you guys ever nail anything to a wooden cross at yeah, camp was, or crosses like in
1: many places yeah my favorite is when we actually got like the real like 10 penny nails that were like mm-hmm. like when folks were swimming, it was like crock, crock. I, mean, <laughs> I mean it just sounded like there was one wednesday night as a student that sounded like a construction zone the, all right of- there was like crosses and there was like seven hammers going i'm Um, gonna work
0: into it to get the to get yeah it was yeah it was
2: the real business yeah all right so full disclosure i remember being a middle school student uh and i went to like a service where they were doing this like nailing cards to uh you know a cross and like i was confused and i had no idea like what i was supposed to be doing and i just remember everybody crying and I was like, well, I, like I can't be the only one that doesn't put anything on there. So I was taking a blank card up there and just nailing a blank card.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm sure that's happened several oh, yeah. times. So what would be? Uh, so let's take the other, the bizarro waterbed. So like of student ministry. So if that's something that went away, that we're like, okay, that's gone. That's good. What's something that? used to be around student ministry that you think,
3: man, it, come-
0: we should bring that back. Like that would be something mm-hmm. that student ministry needs right now mm-hmm. that can be learned from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Cause we've all been connected to it now long enough to be able to see that time span. So you'd have mm-hmm. to bring it back in a different way. But one of the most
1: utilized resources when i was a student back in the day Uh, i'll just call it the cassette wall but it was audio files on old cassette decks related to questions that students had like Mm -hmm. questions about like dating or divorce or drugs and you could basically just take a again in 94, the idea you could grab a digital media, a media, not digital, with a media piece off the wall and listen to it on your boombox and headphones at home was a really like tech advanced way to have like a voice. I mean, we, we're podcasting now. We're doing that right now. Yeah. But the fact that it was a wall. And so I don't know if there's a way, like something about like visualizing it versus it just being on a, I don't know if you have like a screen where you can like tap or QR code or scan, but to have that like directory of like big questions that students are asking and be able to take. So instead of like handing out tracks, it was like a resource wall for a lot of students. We, we were at a church that had a variety of kiddos uh, that needed some of those things. that Maybe didn't have safe environments at home to talk to them about. And so it was definitely one that was, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool. And then when cassettes got less cool, it was hard to do burn CDs. So we kind of abandoned it after that.
0: So, Zach, you mentioned something it, it, as you were giving the the explanation there. I, I think the root of that is the ease of a student saying, I'm struggling with this or want to find more about this. Mm-hmm. I can grab and get answers right away. Or I can go to that and I can do some self-study yeah. along with this topic. Conversation starter, like things like that. So, I, man, the ease of that I think is absolutely important for for
1: in a little bit of anonymity right it's one of those like clearly like the youth ministry team had put the wall of resources together either stuff that they had made bought or organized um but like there was no like it wasn't like a library where you had to like check it out or like hey i'm gonna get a book on divorce because mom and dad are fighting more you could just take it and i think there's something to that like curated place and again maybe in 2022 23 it's a digital hub but i think for a lot of folks uh, that maybe have questions they're going to google something anyway and so if you're able to compile some kind of
0: like hub of those things they can kind of grab and go um that doesn't seem wrong you mentioned tracks handing out tracks too that may be a that may be a waterbed um,
1: if, if yeah, that may be the waterbed like ministry activity. If you're just like papering neighborhoods with tracks, I, again, like in an algorithmic age, I, I get you're trying to bring the message to them, but it might be maybe a little more
0: focused than that. You're rolling them up in the toilet paper yeah. in the public bathroom. So that when, <laughs> that's yeah. The
3: question I have in my mind, I'd like to ask you guys. Keeping on this bizarro thing, but again, kind of the the inverse of that would be when we think about our students and our student ministries. We obviously don't want them to turn into bizarro versions of themselves. So what are some things that we can do as student ministry leaders to help mold shape, set students up for success to really kind of fulfill their calling for what God is calling them to, or whatever that looks like. So what are some ways that I think we can help build up some of those student ministry leaders so they don't turn into a bizarro version of themselves?
2: So I I actually have been thinking about that specific question lately, which is interesting. Um, And it was, I think it was Zach, you sent the article in our like group text not too long ago about some of the new research coming out about loneliness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think there needs a thought of helping our students one fight loneliness for themselves, but understand the like loneliness epidemic that's happening around them, because that seems like such a great way to like resource current believing students engage in a lost world, right? Like yeah. if their focus of like help and connecting with other students in their school is first like, hey, let's talk about like loneliness and like isolation and connection. And then a deeper of like who is who is God and who is Christ? Like in this conversation, a loneliness and anxiety and all those kind of things of like Jesus as the one who, you know, both connects and brings peace.
1: Well, that's, so that's the thing that's like, I mean, in the article is they even talked about it in the article as like loneliness is the most inviting conversation you can have for students, which is to say it's the most like universal thread or common denominator among students. The, the biggest thing that most students share is their feeling of feeling alone. And I think that that's something that if you're a ministry leader that you're not identifying and creating space for, that you're missing that opportunity um, for them to to be floating or dislocated or unanchored or pick your metaphor um, because they're looking for a way to feel grounded, rooted and connected. Um, And so if you have any opportunity ever to speak to students, I think there's a place to really name that.
3: So the
0: article that we've been talking about is from Newsweek. Uh, And if you just search as teen loneliness rates soar, schools may be making it worse. Um, Is the the that'll get you to the article if you want to dive in a little bit more to this. But Nathan, to your question of like, basically, it's how do we in student ministry help people choose the right path? Mm -hmm. Like there we have one of two ways to go. How do we help them choose the way where their life looks like one that's following Jesus rather than one that's not? And I think we've we've talked about it like there's a loneliness issue, but I think even peeling back that it's how can we provide a space where real conversations can happen inside of student ministry where there's not a I'm going to be labeled this way if I bring up, hey, I'm experiencing this or struggling with this. They have questions, whether it's about loneliness or divorce, like. Zach mentioned a little bit ago or like there are questions that teenagers are dealing with in our student ministries all the time. And listeners in your student ministries, they have questions already, but it's about creating a space where those questions can come out and people that can field those questions and walk with them through the answers, pointing them to scripture and drawing them back to what God says about those things. Not just making up answers, being willing to say, I don't know, but let's find out like all of that stuff that is an essential part of we recruit adults to be with teenagers for this. It's not just to have more people in the student ministry volunteer roster. It's not just to make sure the burgers are cooked and the host homes are done. Yep. this is the reason your question is the reason why it's so that we have enough adults who create relationships with teenagers that open, real, honest questions can come out. It's it's the question, youth pastor, that you love, that after you preach on whatever oh night your service is or whatever you do and you're done and the last song is over and people have left and there's that one or two students that have kind of hung by the door and they say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And then you have an amazing conversation because something that God t- taught you that you shared in your message sparked something with them and they had the comfort to ask you a question yeah and it's in those moments like those are the things that keep bringing people back to student like those are the Mm -hmm. this is why i do what i do kind of moments are those conversations more so than man i felt really good on stage tonight
3: yeah for Mm -hmm. sure and i think it's important for us to realize too in the conversation of loneliness it doesn't mean just more activities they want exactly what you're talking yeah. about, Ben. They want connection. They want to have that sense of community. It's not just fill it with more activities. Have you ever felt alone in a crowded room, right? Like yeah, I think at waters. least all of us at some point have felt that that's really what students are feeling like. They're around people all the time. They're inundated with everything on social media, but they want that real connection. They want to be able to ask why. They want to feel seen. They want to, they want to feel heard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It takes slowing down, right? Like even – even for ourselves, like we've got to, we've got to sometimes admit that even for a lot of youth pastors that may be listening, like you may feel very alone and isolated. You know what I mean? And sometimes the loneliness, you know, happens when we kind of get it in our own world, in our own bubble, and we're just taking everything in instead of like really just experiencing it and being present. Like that. Those have been the times where. Um, I felt the most lonely is when, when I haven't been really present of just like motoring through the tasks have been the most important things, all of those kind of things, instead of like understanding the priorities of my life and engaging in those fully. I mean, Zach and I were talking earlier today and just about life and things like that. And, you know, I was just sharing with him, I just feel like I've, been in a season lately where i've i've been engaging with my own family a lot more than than i have in a long time and some some of that is just being intentional and focused and not consumed with a, a thousand other things but realizing how important those physical relationships are around me yeah we come back to this often and
0: i think it it holds true <laughs> even in this moment of conversation is that Student ministry can be very, very complex and complicated, but it doesn't have to be in order to be effective. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we overcomplicate it with all the things. And they're good. There's good in the things. There's good in the stuff and in the events and in all of that. But the teenager, this is amazing. The teenagers in your ministry remember the conversations. Yeah. They remember the people that care about them. And in reality, like I look back at the the years I spent as a student pastor and there were a lot of moments where I walked off the stage and felt like, man, that went great. They were engaged. I felt good. I was prepared. But I don't remember those messages. Mm. I remember conversations. Yeah. And so it's amazing that both groups of like student pastors and students, both the things that they remember are the conversations that were real, the conversations that were vulnerable and helpful. And sometimes we just put a bunch of stuff around that and, and mm-hmm. spend a lot more time on those things.
2: It's about caring for people in it? Yeah. Right. I mean, really is like the heart of it, of just like being there, knowing them, loving them, showing them Jesus. It's so much of it. Like, I love what you said, Ben. Sometimes we just overcomplicate it. And I think that there's place and diligence of doing amazing things with excellence and all those, but man, we we can't do that and forget, forget the people and (laughs) just slow down and listen and, and remember like, Dude, these are 13 year old kids that are trying to like navigate adolescence and yeah. just having a fully present adult that cares for them. That just looks them in the eye and goes, Hey, how, how are you, you know, is unbelievably powerful okay. and so much more effective than any fog machine will ever be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for
0: listening today. This has been another episode of the student mystery podcast by LifeWay.